Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Live. We are live for this uh, SmackDown uh, review and uh, we've got plenty to go through, plenty uh, to talk about. Uh, you're going to have to let me know in the chat in a bit as well. I can't see the chat at the moment as uh, we're doing this live. But uh, you'll have to let me know if the audio is kind of out of sync with the picture. Because last time we played that intro, it did actually knock everything out a little bit. Um, so what I did was I took the kind of quality of it down. And I'm hoping that that means now it won't mess it up. Because uh, I did watch the review a couple of weeks ago on YouTube. And the audio was out of sync with the picture. So uh, hopefully that's not happening now. And hopefully... Uh, the fix has uh, done what I needed it to do. So um, don't bother telling me now. I can't see the live chat, but I hope everyone is well. We're going to blast through uh, the show. We're going to talk about uh, what happened tonight. And um, I think for me, the headline was that this was fine. It was fine. It was not spectacular. I thought the ending was very good, but I do think that this is one of the weakest Triple H shows that we've had so far. Um, normally we come out of it with a return or someone being arrested or some kind of monumental talking points. Uh, I've been doing quite a few videos um, during the shows because there's been some really big talking points. And um, even if you don't get a return and I don't want a return on every show, I, I, I still want something pretty big to talk about. And I suppose in a way the ending might have given us that, but... This definitely feels like it was maybe the first show that didn't have anything that monumental on it. So, yeah, at this one, I could see people being a little bit down on, a little bit cool on. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to kind of get people amped up like the previous shows have. But uh, look, I suppose we've got to expect this. You can't knock it out of the park every time. And, and you need these kind of shows that kind of lull down so that when the big moments happen... They feel like big moments, you know. You can't have big moments all the time. So I suppose that's the headline, really. That's uh, worth just getting out there, getting out the way. But let's break this thing down. And as we said, we'll go to uh, the, the chat and see what you lot thought. So uh, first match, the show just opens with Ricochet against Happy Corbin. And uh, again, you know, I, I don't think this was the strongest open. Uh, I think if you are someone that's really into WWE, really into Triple H, like you you are team WWE um, and you are maybe got the blinkers on and you're just like, I love everything to do with the company, then you could argue that this is a great platform for Ricochet and you can argue that this is a great platform for Baron Corbin and for them to show what they can do. No Roman promo, nothing to get in the way. This is literally just a great showcase for them. And um, something that we should support and applaud and, you know, give a thumbs up to. The problem is I would absolutely agree with that. And I would be right on board with that argument if it felt like the, the build for this had been good. I don't think the build for this feud is very good. It's always felt just secondary. I think that uh, it's built on Ricochet just laughing at Corbin. Corbin, obviously, uh, not uh, really being that successful recently. And uh, it just seems to be built on Ricochet just mocking Corbin and laughing at the fact that he can't win. And, like, he gets jumped backstage and all this kind of stuff. It's just a pretty flat feud. So, as a result, it's hard for me to really get too involved in a match between them. Um, the, the match itself was all right. Ricochet doing what Ricochet does. Corbin doing what Corbin does. And... 
um, it resulted in Ricochet picking up the win. So, I mean, yeah, you can look at it a few different ways. People will say this was perfectly fine to start the show with. It's great to give Ricochet a spotlight. I can see it now on Twitter. People saying people complain when Ricochet isn't given a chance and then people complain when he is. I don't think that's true. I think the truth is that we want Ricochet to be given a platform. We want Ricochet to be given a chance, but it's got to be something meaningful. It's got to be something that we care about. Just literally putting him out there in the first match is not good enough. Like, it's got to be a good feud. It's got to be something juicy, something we're on board with, something we feel a connection with, something we care about. And I don't care about this feud. I don't care about this feud. This does nothing for me. So putting him out there first thing, as I said, WWE fans, hardcore fans will make the argument that this was a great showcase for them. And I think that if you are not as, like, you know, uh, blinded, you know, to try and find the right words to use, but not as just blinded. If you don't just accept everything that WWE gives you is uh, fantastic and, you know, the greatest thing in the world, then I think it's you're, you're all right to criticize this and say it was not the strongest of opens. So, uh, yeah, Ricochet gets the win, and uh, that was that. We move on. We move on to a Drew McIntyre biography. Uh, I said during the watch-along, this really feels to me like he is being positioned to beat Roman. I think the fact that we are looking at his journey, we are really looking back at the fact that he was the chosen one. He then got cut. He had to come back through NXT. We saw footage of him in FCW. We see him uh, at home looking over like the land uh, back in the UK. Um, and it's all very, it's all to build a connection with him. It's all to like get him over. Now this, you can look at this a few different ways because this is the first proper build for a pay-per-view or premium live event that Triple H has had. So I could believe that this is something that he will do quite regular when it comes to like building up your main events, like show off how these people got there, why they got there, why they deserve to be there. That's not something we tend to get from Vince. We don't tend to get these kind of mini biographies is what I'm going to call them. It felt like a mini biography. We actually went to this a couple of times. So it wasn't just one segment, one little thing. There was a couple that were dotted throughout the show. I, I like them. I like them. My only concern is that I think this means there's a really good chance Drew does win at Clash at the Castle. And personally, that's not something I'm looking for. I think Drew has not had the best of years. I think a couple of his feuds this year have been a bit flat. I think that we're trying to warm him up now as we get to Clash at the Castle. But it does feel a little bit too late. It does feel like, you know, I don't think the crowds are red hot for this guy to go over. This is not Daniel Bryan, right? This is not Kofi Mania. Um, I wish that we'd got Drew to that level, but in all fairness, we've done nothing with him this year. He's feuded with Corbin and Madcap Mossett for a, a large chunk of this year. And as I said, you know, it's just not the most exciting thing in the world. And then, you know, people are very split on the swords that he's been carrying around. I think it's a good, like, mascot thing, good kind of symbol for him but uh, I think where he's been threatening to like behead people I think that's been a bit cringe so yeah I don't know uh, I'm really split on it it's not it doesn't really do it for me so um I hope Roman wins at Clash but all of this makes me think it could be Drew next we get a really really interesting promo this was 
Carrion. And what he says is not that interesting because he just responds to that Drew biography, that Drew promo, that Drew vignette. Uh, he just basically is like, you know, you're the chosen one and all this kind of stuff. You know, I'm going to bring you down, blah, 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 blah. All the stuff that he's been saying. But um, what we do actually get here is we do get... Um, it's in a very interesting position. It's actually, you can see the ring in the background. So we are not in the ring. We are not backstage. We are seemingly up in the stands. We are up in the, I don't know if we're in the rafters. I don't feel like we're in the rafters. I don't feel like we're that high. I feel like we're in the upper level or the top part of one of the stands. And uh, you can see the ring and uh, sort of the crowd in the background. It's all black and white. It's all very dark. The, the noteworthy thing for me here is that this is a very different position to do a promo. And I like that. I like the fact we're trying some different places to do promos. So uh, we found out as well, Carrion will make his in-ring debut, kind of, uh, next week on Raw. Obviously, we have seen him before, but this version of Carrion will make his uh, main roster in-ring debut uh, next week. Oh, not Raw, SmackDown, sorry. Uh, SmackDown. And literally, as we're doing this review, SmackDown is being recorded. Next week's show is recorded. So uh, you might need to uh, stay away from like all the spoilers. We got a real rundown of what next week's show is going to give us as a result. And as we said, Carrion's uh, in-ring debut, if you will, was one of those things. Uh, then we move on to the uh, Fatal 4-Way final chance match. This is for all of the teams that lost in the first round to uh, compete to get that spot. Obviously, Toxic Attraction were meant to be taken on Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah, but uh, Toxic Attraction uh, picked up an injury, and so they are out, and so we needed a replacement. So uh, a final chance Fatal 4-Way uh, was... Uh, designed and uh, the winner would face Raquel and Aaliyah. Uh, the team that won was Sonia and Natalia, uh, which which is fine. It makes sense. But what surprised me was that we were doing the match between Raquel and Aaliyah literally just uh, like 20 minutes later, like they had no time. Like not only was it on the same show, but it was really close for me personally. I would have done the final chance fatal four-way as the show opener. I, I think that this match had more purpose to it. I think that I would have opened the show with this match. And then it would have also given the winners time to recover. Um, you know, they did a little promo with Natalia and Sonia. And I don't recall them moaning about the fact that they had to now compete again. I, I wish they had because they were heels and they should have complained like, we've just already wrestled. Why are you making us wrestle again on the same show? We've literally just had to win the opportunity to face Raquel and Aaliyah. And now we've got to face Raquel and Aaliyah. So I would have liked for them to have kind of played into that a little bit more than they did. And in fact, they didn't play into it at all. So uh, I think one of the things you could have done would maybe have this match open the show. But they didn't go that way. Uh, instead, we had Ricochet and uh, Corbin, and uh, this match came uh, later. And as I said, you know, the match against uh, Raquel and Aaliyah is not that far after this, not that long after this. Uh, then we do get a segment, a promo segment. Sheamus is talking about how he's going to be the new Intercontinental Champion. Of course, he's facing Gunther at Clash at the Castle. And uh, he's talking about how uh, he's going to beat the sauerkraut out of him. 
This brings out Gunther. Uh, Gunther says that he's going to chop Seamus's chest into bloody bits. He said he's going to break the man that no one thinks can be broken. Some good stuff here by Gunther. And what was really cool is that they were cutting a promo on each other. And whilst they were doing that, they then, like, go face to face and stare at each other. Whilst uh, the other guys start fighting around them. So you've got Gunther and Seamus just staring at each other whilst Butch and Ridge and uh, Ludwig are, like, battling away all on the outside. It was quite a nice visual. It went on a bit long. It went on a little bit long. I would have had it a lot shorter. Um, but uh, it was a nice visual, and uh, I really like the focus of Sheamus and uh, Gunther face-to-face. That match is going to be a barn burner, man. I think that match is going to... That could steal the show. It really, really could steal the show. I think they will always invest in the main event, and certainly if Drew's going to win the titles, it's going to be very hard to be, like, the major talking point then, but... I think if any match from an in-ring perspective can steal Clash at the Castle, I think it could be this one. I'm very, very excited for these two going up against each other. Uh, then we went backstage uh, promo with uh, Natalia and Sonia. They were talking about, uh, obviously, their match that they were just about to have, uh, where they were hoping to reach the final of this uh, women's uh, tag team tournament. In the background, as clear as day. I mean, they did. They made no attempt to hide this whatsoever. But in the background, you could see Nikki and you could see Dewdrop arguing. And uh, I said on the watch long, big arms being thrown around, very animated. It's not even as if they were like just talking and, you know, just like you could see there was a bit of a disagreement. Like it was all very big, very dramatic. They wanted to see, wanted you to see. They wanted you to notice that there was like real trouble going on. So does make me think, could we get a split? And could we potentially get Dewdrop versus Nikki at Clash? Maybe do it on the pre-show? Because I do think those two need to get on that pre-show. I mean, we're going to Wales. Why would you leave off two, two of the girls from Scotland? So uh, I, I think like if they work together in a tag team, that could be fine as well. You've just got to get them on that show. I don't think it needs to be the main cards. I don't think they've really got any stories or feuds that deserve the main card. But uh, chuck them on the pre-show. Do you know what I mean? Be a great way to warm up the crowd, bringing out Dewdrop, Nikki ASH. They're going to get a fantastic reaction and uh, just put them in a match against someone. Doesn't even matter who, just as long as they're on the card. This was great. You want to talk about highlight of the show? This might be it right here. This was absolutely fantastic. Every single week, Sammy knocks it out the park. Sammy Zayn is the MVP of this show. Right, Sami Zayn is carrying this show. Forget the Tribal Chief, forget Gunther, forget Sheamus, forget Liv, forget anyone. Sami Zayn is the GOAT of SmackDown. He is absolutely brilliant. So uh, he's on the outside saying that he wants to see Roman. And uh, Jimmy gives him a warm um, reaction, a warm hello. I think he even said Roman's been talking about you, Jay, cold as ice. They're really playing up this Jay feud with Sammy and um finally Roman like calls him in he comes inside sits down he's very awkward sits down he says like oh my my jaws my jaws still hurting me kind of a thing just making out you remember last week yeah when I took that claim all for you remember yeah oh still still sore and uh he was really playing that up and Roman's like I you know really appreciate what you did I was on my own last week and you stepped up 
And uh, I mean, Sammy, I said during the watch along, his face lit up like it was every Christmas had arrived at once. Uh, his facial reactions, it, it's so good. So good. Like this, I feel like I'm on a journey with him. This story that is being told in, that involves Sammy, I don't know where it goes. I don't know what the end result is, but um, wherever it goes and whatever the end result is, I can't wait to see it. And I hope that Sammy gets the last laugh. I hope that whatever this story is, he gets the last laugh. I, I do agree with people when they say that he could join up with Kevin Owens and they could be the ones to take the tag titles off the Usos. You know, the Usos could turn on Sammy, beat up Sammy. Sammy could let them down one too many times. Um, and then, like, we see Kevin Owens come into his aid. Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn beating the Usos. I mean, that'd be a hell of a match. And what a great moment. I personally would love for him to go up against the Tribal Chief and get a victory. Um, I would love for him to... I'd love for him to be WWE champion one day. I think he really has got it in him to achieve that. And we saw that when he was in NXT, he became NXT champion. He got to the top of NXT. He managed to beat Kevin Owens for that championship. He didn't have it that long, but uh, he got there. He's like the uh, underdog from the underground. So uh, I think I think there's a lot of support for Sammy. And what I had written down was... Um, uh, basically, Roman said, I need you to do me another favor. I need you to occupy Drew. I need Drew to be occupied. And Sammy's like, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. I'm going to make myself comfortable in that ring. I'll wear him down and you finish the job at Clash at the Castle. So uh, he was up for that challenge. He was really invigorated. Um, and what I love about this as well is Sammy wears the old bloodline shirt it was a uh, something i commented on during the watch along if you actually look at the usos and you look at roman they're wearing the new acknowledge the bloodline shirt sammy is wearing the old bloodline shirt so what i love about that is it's just a visual representation as to his relationship with the bloodline so he is the honorary use he's sort of in the bloodline he's not really family but he's trying to work with them and he wants to be a part of them and he's wearing the shirt, but it's not the same shirt as them. It's the old shirt. He's just that step behind. He's never he's never really been accepted. You know, I mean, it would be really cool if he did do something that helped them and genuinely, I mean, like he did some stuff at the end. You know, Roman could give him the new shirt and say, I don't want you wearing that anymore. You're one of us and give him that new shirt. And like, I could imagine Sammy's face lighting up as uh, he can't believe like it's a symbol. He's been accepted. He's wearing the same shirt as Roman, the same shirt as the Usos. And that could be like a real great way to bring him into the fold. So uh, just little details like that, man. The storyline is so good. Like there's no way that that's a coincidence. Like I really believe that this has been thought through to that level of detail. And um, it's great. I love everything about it. I think they're knocking it out the park. Next, we get that match. As I said, it really wasn't long after. We just had a couple of promo segments, the Sheamus uh, segment, and then, you know, a couple of little interviews, uh, the Sammy bit. Then we get the match uh, where Sonia and Natalia take on Raquel and Aaliyah. Uh, Raquel and Aaliyah get the victory. And um, that was that. They are going to the final. The final is on Raw, I believe. And so that means that it's going to be EO and Dakota taking on Raquel and Aaliyah 
for the Tag Team Championships. Now, I think the winners will be EO and Dakota. That was my pick from the very beginning because I thought it would either be EO and Dakota or Alexa and Asuka. As soon as they faced each other, I thought, well, they'll probably go with EO and Dakota because that's they're brand new. They're part of Bailey's faction. You really need to establish Bailey's faction. Uh, you need to get them over. Like, well, they've only just started. So why would you give them such a big loss? You know, they need to show that they are the best. They need to show why Bailey brought them here. She brought them here because she believes in them. You know, if they were to lose this tournament, kind of gives out the wrong messages that they're not even that good. They're not really as good as some people that Bailey could have got. So I think it makes a lot of sense for them to win the tournament. I expect them to win the tournament, but I do expect Sasha and Naomi to come back. Now, does that happen Monday? Maybe. Maybe. I, I certainly don't think it's happening next Friday because that show is being taped right now. So you're not going to bring Sasha and Naomi on a taped show. So it's either going to be Monday on Raw or it's going to be at Clash. It could be after, but I think, you know, now we're... We are doing something with these tag belts for a reason, right? We're doing something for a reason because for the longest time, we weren't doing anything with them. We were meant to do a tournament and then we didn't, right? But now we are. And I have to think now we are because we're pretty close to Sasha and Naomi coming back. There was big reports that they're coming back. Big reports they're coming back. So I feel like the reports are probably true. They're probably accurate. I think that they are on the way back. And I think this tournament has been designed and started for that reason. Um, I've always thought Sasha and Naomi come out after the, the new champs are crowned. So that could be Monday. But we are so close to Clash that if you want a real big moment, do you do it at Clash? Do you do it at Clash? It would be a big surprise. It would be a big moment. They could come down. We know that EO and Dakota are on that show. So uh, they can easily confront them. It makes perfect sense because Sasha and Naomi will be faces. Even though they did walk out, I think there's so much time that's gone by. There'll be some fans out there that are a bit down on them. But I think the vast majority will have forgot about it or, or even not even cared originally. So I, th I think they'll come back and they'll be faces. So I can see Sasha and Naomi uh, taking on EO and Dakota for those titles. Not at Clash. But we could start the ball rolling at Clash. So, yeah, I think next week at some point, I think we could be getting Sasha and Naomi. Then we went uh, backstage. We had maximum male models for some reason in the car park. Like, I don't know. You could maybe make the argument the light is great in the car park. I don't know. But they were in the car park and there was like loud noise. It was hit rose music that was blasting out of this coach. And um, basically, they went and got Los Lotharios. They showed some paint, some spray paint, and they said, we can deal with this for you. Uh, and then that was it, like the segment ended. So not a very long segment. It was just maximum male models doing their posing, having a problem with uh, the noise coming from a nearby coach, and then Los Lotharios arriving with some spray paint. So that's where we left that. Then we went to the ring and we had New Day in the ring. So we got to see Xavier. He was in a wheelchair and uh, his foot was in like a boot, a surgical boot. Uh, and they were saying that they had underestimated the Viking Raiders uh, and how the Viking Raiders had been burning boxes of bootios 
and uh, they'd been burning New Day merch and they really hadn't given them maybe the credit they deserved. And so they were just trying to, like, you know, talk to the crowds. And of course, they get interrupted. Viking Raiders come out saying, you know, stop sniveling. You know, the one thing that Vikings hate is weakness. And Xavier's like, can you not just give us a few minutes? We're trying to, like, you know, gather our thoughts and speak to our fans. And uh, obviously, the Viking Raiders wouldn't give them that time. They got into the ring. And uh, as they got into the ring, Xavier uh, managed to uh, produce a couple of kendo sticks from underneath his wheelchair. Turns out that he's not injured at all. And uh, New Day start walloping the Viking Raiders with those kendo sticks. We found out that there would be a uh, match made. I think it's like a Viking rules match, which is like no DQ, no count out kind of a thing. Uh, that's made for next week. So again, They'll be taping that right now. So, yeah, this injury to Xavier was uh, clearly a work because uh, he's going to be involved in a match for next week's show. Then uh, we saw what they uh, did. They actually spray painted on the side of the coach. Hit row sucks. So uh, that's how they managed to get their own back on hit row. They spray painted hit row sucks on the side. I don't quite understand how that gets Hit Row's attention if they're in the coach making a lot of noise. Like, surely you just want them to stop. So why wouldn't you just knock on the door and ask them to stop? Um, but instead, they decided to spray paint Hit Row sucks on the side. They were quite pleased with themselves, uh, Maximum Male Models and Los Lotharios, uh, until it was pointed out that that is not the Hit Row coach. And uh, as soon as they said that, of course, the door opens and out steps the Street Profits. So uh, it turns out it was the Street Profits coach and uh, they don't look very impressed. I don't know how upset they'll be that Hit Row sucks is spray painted to the side of their coach because what do they care? But it probably doesn't look great, does it? You've still got to clean it off. So I should imagine they were still probably upset with it. Then we got this, which was really weird. They showed us a giant inflatable Ozzy Osbourne, and I really don't know why. I, I think it must have been outside the venue. I missed why they were showing us this. I don't know if it was outside the venue or if it's just because Ozzy's got, like, real connections with WWE, and um, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. So, and he's got a new album coming out, so they were promoting that for him. But there's, like, a 30-foot inflatable Ozzy Osbourne, which I am so going to use in the thumbnail for this. Why not? If you've got the opportunity to include a 30-foot inflatable Ozzy Osbourne and you don't use it on the thumbnail, I just don't know. I don't know what to say. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna slap that on because it's pretty wild. So, uh, yeah, we did get an uh, inflatable Ozzy Osbourne. Then uh, we got a list of stuff we can look forward to next week. So they went down a whole list. So uh, Roman Reigns celebrates two years as champion next week on the show. As well as that, we've got Ronda Rousey's final judgment. So uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about what uh, they've got in store for her, like what's going to happen. She was obviously arrested. So uh, we're going to find out the next stage in that story. Then we got Karrion Cross's in-ring debut, kind of debut. You know what I mean. Uh, then we've also got Hit Row taking on Maximum Male Models. That's going to be next week. And... We've also got Butch taking on Ludwig Kaiser and a Viking rules match. New Day taking on the Viking Raiders. So quite a bit announced 
for next week's show, which isn't a big surprise because we don't need to wait. They're taping it right now. So it makes sense they know what they're taping. So uh, that's why they could tell us so much stuff. So, uh, yeah, we've got all of that. Of course, it's getting taped because they will be in uh, Cardiff next Saturday. So uh, it's not going to give them much time to do a live show and then get over to Cardiff. So they're taping it instead. So, uh, yeah, plenty to look forward to next week on the Go Home Show. Both shows next week are the Go Home Shows for Clash at the Castle. Then that brought us to our main event. We had about half an hour to go, and uh, it was Drew taking on Sammy. Uh, they did give this match some time. Uh, Drew was pretty much in control, but there would be times where Sammy would go out the ring, get back in the ring. Drew would come in, and that would allow Sammy to uh, kick the ropes, regain the momentum. So there was a few times where Sammy could, you know, get back into this. But uh, by and large, it was largely... Uh, Drew McIntyre that was uh, winning and uh, in the driver's seat. And uh, it meant that uh, Drew got the win relatively comfortably after hitting a Claymore. Um, and we still had quite a bit of time to go here. There was about, I don't know, I think it was about eight minutes or so left in the show here. So I did wonder what was going to happen. And of course, Roman Reigns comes down. Roman comes down. The Usos get involved. Sammy gets involved as well. And the beatdown here is probably the big talking point. Like, um, the title that I've got for this is uh, Drew McIntyre destroyed because he absolutely was. He gets hit with a spear. He gets hit with a halluva kick. He gets hit with chairs. He gets hit with uh, ring steps. Like, he just gets hit with so much stuff. He gets guillotined by Roman Reigns as well. Like, they absolutely beat him down. I would imagine next week... Roman's going to be quite pleased with Sammy, even though he lost the match. And that will be mentioned by Jay, I'm sure. Um, the fact that he helped them like wear down Drew, uh, I think will be something that Roman will probably appreciate. He certainly seemed to uh, enjoy it, Roman, when Sammy delivered that halluva kick on the outside. So, yeah, this was a brutal beatdown. And um, it was good. I mean, it was really good. As beatdowns go, this was really, really impressive. Quite a striking final image as well, as Roman was sat there with a chair across the throat of Drew. Both championships on his shoulders. He was saying that uh, he is the whole industry. The whole industry is his. The whole business is his. It's basically not going to be taken away from him. And um, all of this does add fuel to the fire, fuel to the theory that Drew will overcome this and win at Clash. I, I can't say that it's guaranteed. I probably am thinking 60-40 in favor that Drew wins. If I do a poll, and I probably will at some point on Twitter, maybe on um, uh, the channel as well, who wins at Clash at the Castle? I think I'm personally about 60-40 Drew wins at Clash. We know that USA want one title. So I could imagine maybe Drew winning both and then surrendering the Universal, saying that he, he knows that SmackDown deserves the fighting champion and uh, he can't do both shows. So as much as he wants both, he thinks it's better to surrender one. Like maybe they go that way. You can argue it's a bit lame to do that. But um, I think, or maybe Drew does try to be on both shows and does try to do Raw and SmackDown. But I don't see how that's going to work because 
You know, you're going to need a, a challenger for the Universal. You're going to need a challenger for the WWE. Like, it's going to be hard for one person to carry both belts. And, you know, Roman's done it by just really not having that many matches. Like, and there's been complaints as a result. You know, people feel that, that he's just a part-time champ. People are a bit down on the fact he's not defended enough. I think that Drew, as a babyface, if he does win both belts, I don't think he should fall into that trap. He's either going to have to work really, really hard and defend on both shows, or does he just acknowledge that at the moment that's just not possible and uh, and that, you know, SmackDown deserves a champ and maybe he surrenders the Universal? I think that would be disappointing if he was to do that. But saying that, I think it'd be disappointing if Drew wins. I think Drew is just a bit cold at the moment. I know it makes a big main event kind of moment at Clash. I know that like when Drew did win the title, it was at WrestleMania 36 and there was no crowd. So he's never had that live crowd reaction. Um, I, I get all of that. But for me, he's just a bit cold. I just don't feel for Drew the way I want to feel for someone that is eventually going to be beating Roman. You know, I, I really like, if Cody does it, I'm right behind Cody. I, I really want Cody to do it. Um, you know, there's people that I really do want to win and want to see beat Roman. Drew is not one of those people. So uh, I was talking in the watch long about, well, how do you end Clash at the Castle then if you don't have Drew win? And personally, I think how I would book it is I would have Drew winning the match easily well not easily but looking like he's gonna win you know maybe he delivers a couple of claymores roman is out roman is not moving and then sammy gets involved usos get involved you could even do it whereby drew has dealt with all of them as well and he's still about to win and maybe then you bring in solo sokoa like the bloodline are really scrambling because drew is the biggest challenge. He's managed to deal with the Usos. He's dealt with Sammy. He's dealt with Roman. He's dealt with everyone. There's no one left. There's no one left that can help Roman. Here's Solo Sokoa. Out of nowhere, Solo Sokoa comes in and costs Drew the match. The Bloodline win. They've got their newest member. They've ju- The only way they survived was by bringing in a new member. And, you know, there's nothing more Drew could have done. Drew does not look weak in anyone's eyes. That's going to be a downer for the live crowd. Bloodline can start beating up on uh, Sammy and then Tyson Fury's music hits. Tyson Fury, some music hits. People don't quite know who it is because, you know, he has a few uh, different themes for his uh, ring walks. And uh, as soon as Tyson Fury comes up on the Titantrons, though, people I can imagine going crazy as uh, he steps out, I think he's still got, like, um, one of his belts. So he could come out with, like, one of the belts. I can't remember which one. I don't know if it's the WBC, but he can come out with uh, the World Boxing Heavyweight Championship and uh, make his way down to the ring and the bloodline. Their faces would just look, do you know what I mean, shocked as, you know, the heavyweight boxing champion of the world is making his way down. So... I kind of think like that would be such an iconic, such a fantastic moment as Tyson Fury. You know, Drew doesn't look weak. He's done everything. Bloodlines had to add a new member. It's a great way of adding Tyson Fury and uh, on the show and sending everyone away happy. And, you know, I, I think that could be quite an iconic end. But um, I know there'll be a lot of people that will say like, oh, so you're going to give that 
big final moment to what Tyson Fury. Um, you know, you're not going to give it to a wrestler, and I can I can understand that argument, but. I mean, how else are you going to not put the title on Drew? You've got to end it on a high somehow. And if you're not going to give him the belts, then, you know, how are you going to end Clash at the Castle with a bit of a high note? For me, that's one way of doing it. But if other people have got better ideas, I am absolutely open uh, to hearing those. But yeah, at the moment, I'm probably 60-40 that Drew is actually going to get the championships. So... Those are my thoughts anyway. Let's uh, jump over to the chat and uh, see what people are saying. Uh, v Technical said, I want Drew to win, but with the twist of a cash-in, just like uh, 2013 with Cena and Brian. The only thing is, though, you are going to be sending the crowd back with a downer because Drew would win it, but then he gets cashed in on. So the, the, the show ends with Theory standing tall. And I think for this show to be so... Um, kind of, I mean, this is going to be a show that gets spoke about. This isn't just a normal show because this is the biggest show in 30 years. And if you think like SummerSlam 92 ended with the Bulldog winning the IC title and the Bulldog standing tall. So I kind of feel like you need to give something to the UK crowd. You need something for the UK crowd to go away celebrating or like, you know, cheering about like, you know, yeah, the UK I think that's going to be something that WWE will look to do. And I don't know that theory cashing in would be, would be that thing, to be honest. It'd be a talking point, but I don't, I don't know if that's right for this show. Uh, Days, what sense would it make for Roman to lose his titles before the Usos? I think they're separate things, to be honest. I, I think that Roman's title reigns are separate to the Usos' title reigns. I don't know that you can look at the Usos' title reigns and say, like, oh, you can't do that because the Usos haven't lost their belts. I think, for me, I, I look at them as being, like, separate. So I I don't think that would be enough of a reason to stop Drew from winning at Clash. I just think that Clash is such a big show for the UK. You know, they keep banging on about it, and honestly, the adverts are absolutely everywhere. I mean, this show is being built up like a WrestleMania over here. It's adverts all the time. Um, so, and like we're seeing that they've got adverts on benches and things all over Cardiff. It's, it, it's really got a massive, massive show feel. Um, I think that this is, I mean, it's, this is not a B show. This is as big as SummerSlam easily, easily as big as SummerSlam. Um, so I think like here I can definitely see there being a title change or there's potential for a title change. If they don't do it, and Roman ends the show standing tall, and that's it. I will be very surprised, I have to say. I will be very, very surprised. Uh, John Bay Bay said, uh, is Drew Reigns the biggest match this year? Um, I think one of. I don't know if I can say it's the biggest because they went really big with uh, WrestleMania. You know, they put both titles on the line, champion versus champion. One person would walk away with both. And that was how we unified the belts. And we had to do that and go that big because they'd faced each other so many times before. So it was a case that we needed to go quite big. So and it was the WrestleMania main event. So it's hard to say that Drew Roman is bigger than that. And then, of course, you can look at SummerSlam and say that SummerSlam is uh, a massive uh, show, um, match as well, big show as well. But 
a massive match. It maybe did suffer from the fact that it was, you know, Brock Roman again, but I mean, wow, look at the visuals that came out of it with the ring being flipped over and all of that stuff. So I don't know. I would go as far as to say one of, definitely, because I think this is his biggest threat. I didn't think that he would lose at WrestleMania, Roman, because I didn't think Roman would lose to Seth because I knew Roman was going to main event WrestleMania. So that was Royal Rumble wasn't a concern. Yeah, Roman wins. Didn't think he would lose at WrestleMania because it's um, Roman against Brock. I didn't think Brock was going to stick around. He doesn't tend to. You know, once he's done his build for WrestleMania, he tends to go after. So I didn't think he'd be going with the belts. So I felt like, fine, he'll get past that. Then, uh, he, we, I can't remember who we do after that, but SummerSlam, for example, uh, didn't think he'd lose that because actually Roman faces Riddle. Then he was meant to be facing uh, Randy and then he was meant to face Drew. So he faces Riddle. We knew he wouldn't lose that because we knew he was meant to face Randy and then Drew. Then instead of Randy, they do Brock and that was meant to be Randy. But again, didn't think he would lose because Drew. And now here we are. Here we are with the match against Drew. So for me, this is his biggest challenge of the year. That the, all of 2022, there's been no Roman match that I have felt that he would lose until now. And I am going into Clash thinking this could be the one. Now, I hope it's not because I want Roman to get to a thousand days. But I really do think this could be the one. Uh, I think there's a really good chance of it. Uh, Camden said, do you think if Drew wins both titles, could Cross beat him for one of them? Uh, yes. I mean, that's probably one of the questions I'm getting asked the most at the moment is how do you get one belt off Roman? How do you do that? And the answer is, I don't know because WWE don't know. The latest report I saw, which was the other week, is that they know they need to get a belt onto USA Network because USA Network wants a championship, a world championship on their show, but they don't know how to do it. So, yeah, I, I really don't know. There's been lots of fan theories as to how you can do it, but right now, Clash at the Castle is for both. Right now, it is for both. And that doesn't change my mind that it means there's no way that Drew wins because it's for both. I just think that that means that he could win, be winning both. And Drew as a babyface, I can see him surrendering one. I really can. I can see him doing the babyface thing of saying, look, SmackDown deserves a fighting champion. And I cannot be that fighting champion because I need to be on Raw now or whatever it is. I need to defend this title on Raw. Or maybe he keeps the universal and says, look, I'm a SmackDown superstar and Raw has got absolutely incredible talent and I don't want to hold that talent up like they deserve an opportunity to fight for their world title. So it is with a heavy heart I'm going to have to surrender the WWE Championship because... You know Roman's coming for me, and we know that Roman, that's going to take all of my focus. And, um, you know, I can't be on Raw as much as I'm going to need to be. You know, I can't criticize Roman for not being a fighting champion and then not be on Raw, not defending this championship. So it's with a heavy heart I have to surrender. it. I could see him doing that. I'm not saying that that's great. I'm not saying that that's what should happen. 
I'm just saying that I can see him cutting that promo. So, uh, yeah, we could get that. But I have to keep coming back to what I keep saying, and that is I just hope that Roman retains. Uh, Riddle versus Rollins for a vacant WWE championship. Yeah, could see that. Uh, Drew will stay on SmackDown. Uh, Michael said, how was the show? If Drew wins next Sunday, then you won't get your dream of Roman hitting the thousand day mark. No, I wouldn't. That's why I hope it doesn't happen. But um, what did I think of tonight's show? I thought it was all right. I did. I wasn't blown away by it. I mean, my personal score would probably be about a six point five. I thought that this this was average. I thought there was definitely some good moments that stopped the show from being a disaster. I didn't think there was really any like horrifically bad matches. I really enjoyed the Sammy segment. I enjoyed the beatdown at the end. But there isn't a great deal for us to sit here and really get our teeth into, you know. Um, I, I don't know that there's much here for us to really be talking about. Like, if someone was to say, what have I missed tonight? You know, what are you going to say? Well, Drew got beaten up quite badly. And Raquel and Aaliyah made it through to the final of the women's tournament which I think was largely what people expected anyway. I mean, that's about it, isn't it? Those are really the, the only talking points. So, And then you've got the little stuff like, you know, what Maximum Male Models were doing or Ricochet getting a win. But to me, that's all just, you know, throwaway. So, uh, yeah, I thought it's all right. Be about 6.5. Uh, it seems like Raw is the brand to watch for surprises, says um, uh, Josiah Davenport. Uh, I'm waiting for a Tegan Knox return, said Justin. That might happen at uh, Clash. I mean, she is Welsh. I feel like she really needs to be on that card. Even if she's not back permanently, at least bring her out for a little moment. So uh, Hayden said, can you look at people's scores? Yeah, we will do that. Yep, yep, yep. I'm just getting a few of these thoughts. Uh, Michael said, what do you think about using some of the released NXT UK talent to do jobs on Raw and SmackDown to build up some teams? like Hit Row and Maximum Male Models. I uh, wouldn't do it, to be honest. Uh, I think, like, you might, why not just use local talent? I don't think you need to use the released NXT UK stars. They're based in the UK. You'd have to fly them over. It's an unnecessary expense. You, you're not going to do anything with them. You know, you, you might use them for one week, and that'd be about it. You, you might as well, just if you're in Nashville, just go to, like, some local Nashville promotions, get some local talent, just use them as jobbers, which is what they tend to do. So uh, I would I would do that rather than like flying people in that you haven't really got any long-term plans for, if you know what I mean. Uh, Josiah said, do you see Sasha and Naomi ruining the finals and winning them back? Uh, no, to be honest. I don't see them ruining the finals. I can see new champions crowned. And then I don't know if immediately or if at Clash or even maybe the Raw after Clash, we get Sasha and Naomi return. I could see it being a case that EO and Dakota win. They're celebrating. And then Sasha's music hits. And then Sasha and Naomi come out. You know, the former champs that never lost their belts. They were stripped of their belts. They never lost them. I could see them coming back. I mean, you've got to remember that Sasha and Naomi walked out because they wanted good feuds for the women's tag division. And that's just not something Vince was interested in. Well, a lot of things have changed since they left. A lot of things. And um, 
if they come back now, they've got a ready-made feud, haven't they? Their ready-made feud is EO and Dakota and all of that. Now, the only thing I would say is I don't know that I would do it on Raw because really Raw is a go-home for Clash. So what you want to do is you really want to focus on the stuff that's happening at Clash. Really, Monday's Raw is all about convincing you to tune into Clash at the Castle. I don't know that you bring back Sasha and Naomi there. It might be better to bring them back at Clash at the Castle because you feel like there's going to need to be a nice big surprise for Clash. Sasha and Naomi could be that surprise. And it makes sense that once EO, Dakota, Bailey have finished their match against uh, Asuka, Alexa and Bianca, it would make sense that, you know, maybe they lose. They start beating them down. Someone needs to make a save. Sasha's music hits. Sasha comes down. Naomi come down. All of a sudden, it's no longer three on three. It's now five on three. The heels are outnumbered. They maybe jump over the barricade, run through the crowd, and boom, there you go. You've got your brand new feud. So, um, you know, because Bianca can't really get involved with Bailey and whatever permanently. She's the women's champ. She needs to defend that championship, as, you know, as a solo star. So she could maybe defend it against Bailey. So maybe Bianca and Bailey stay in that kind of little feud. But I can see uh, EO and Dakota feuding with Sasha and Naomi. But uh, my money would be on that that happens at Clash rather than Raw. Uh, Legend Killer said, I'm looking forward to Carrion's match on Friday on SmackDown next week. Uh, Justin said, what is your mostly hated video game of all time? Uh, I don't think I have one. I don't really play that many video games, to be honest. So I don't know that I've got a video game that I absolutely hate. I mean, games that I absolutely love, like from a wrestling point of view, you know, you know, Mercies, Here Comes the Pain, things along those uh, things along those lines. And when I was young, anything that was WWE, WWF would have been amazing. I mean, I used to play, I can't remember if it was called Rage in the Cage on Game Gear, so I used to play that quite a bit. And uh, you look at the graphics and the gameplay and everything about it. It is trash. It is rubbish. It is so rubbish. But I spent so many hours as a kid playing that. I just sat on a chair, blah, 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 just absolutely loving it. So, yeah, some of those old games just won't have aged very well. So but I can't say I hate them. They've got, like, nostalgia for me now. I've got real nostalgia towards them. Um, I think they even released that Rage in a Cage as like one of those plug in and play things that you just plug straight into your TV. And I think they released it as that. And I did see like uh, it's selling in various shops in America for like quite cheap. You just plug it straight into the TV and you can play it. As I say, it's a rubbish game, but it, it was cool. I mean, I definitely would have got one of those if I had seen them in America. I think they were selling like maybe Walmart or Target or something. Um, but yeah, I had the original on Game Gear. It's rubbish. Uh, Justin, shout out to you. Uh, I could see Bray at the Royal Rumble, said uh, Josiah. Sasha and Naomi would have been a surprise. Uh, SmackDown next week is being taped. Uh, could Sammy turn on Roman at Clash and side with Kevin Owens to start a feud with the Usos? Uh, he could. I mean, I can't sit here and say he won't, but I think that's going to be a difficult story to tell because I feel like you probably need a united bloodline to try and overcome Drew. 
I think if the bloodline have got a few problems where Sammy has already been kicked out and, you know, maybe that could play into Drew getting the title. Maybe Sammy could help Drew get the title. Um, so you could, but I feel like that's a lot of moving parts. That's a lot of story that you need to tell in quite a short space of time. So I'm going to say that it could, but I think it unlikely to happen so quickly. I, I think that I could see them turning on Sammy. If Look, if, if Roman loses the titles at Clash, Sammy will be the one that takes the fall for that. Sammy will be the one that's blamed. And uh, maybe the fallout of Roman losing is that Sammy is, you know, beaten up on the following SmackDown or whatever and blamed. And then Kevin Owens comes to his aid. So the fallout could result in that. If it goes that way, of course, we still don't know that Roman's definitely losing, but I'm 60-40 that Drew walks out as champ at, uh, at Clash. Uh, Michael said, there are rumours that a fan favourite is reportedly returning tonight for the taping. Who could it be? I don't I haven't seen those rumours, so uh, I really don't know. And to be honest, bringing someone back on a taped show is a bad idea because that's going to get out. I mean, that's going to leak. So um, I wouldn't do it. Um, people will still want to tune in to see that moment. But to be perfectly honest, I'd imagine people in the crowd will film it and put it on social media and ruin that moment anyway. So I, I really don't think bringing someone back on a taped show is a is a good idea. So I'm going to say that those room, I'm going to lean towards those rumors being false, but we'll find out, won't we? We'll find out. Uh, have you still got the arcade machine that your mum got you for that Christmas? I do. Yeah, it's actually on the bar in front of me. So uh, we've got like a little bar down here and um, it's just on the end of the bar. It's really cool. But I must admit, I picked up a stream deck about a month ago and um, that has got everything like that I need. Uh, you can get WrestleFest on that as well. So the stream deck's my new favorite thing. Uh, what about Bray returning at the end of Clash? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Uh, Bray coming back, I'm at about 10% now. Um, again, I think that if you're booking Clash, the final thing that you want to happen is something to send the UK fans home happy. Because I can't get I can't stress this enough. The UK show is such a big deal for people in the UK. We've waited 30 years. Um, in fact, I was not even watching wrestling when the SummerSlam 92 happened. It was Survivor Series 92 that's my first show that I get into. So I wasn't even into wrestling. I wasn't watching wrestling when uh, that SummerSlam 92 show is on. So it shows how long ago that was, you know. Um, so it's kind of crazy that it's kind of crazy that we've got uh, we've had to wait so long for such a big show. Uh, and now it's here. I think you send the UK fans home happy now. I, in my mind, honestly, I can see the fireworks going off and I can see Drew standing tall with the belts as fireworks shoot into the sky, crowds going crazy. I, I can absolutely see that. That's why I'm so not adamant, but it's why I'm saying that Drew winning is likely. I can see, I can visually, I can envisage that happening. But um, I think that if you don't do that, that's why I'm saying maybe Tyson comes down. Uh, Tyson Fury comes down because he's a massive star, international star. Uh, he is still technically the heavyweight boxing champion of the world. Uh, we know that he's worked with WWE before. I think a lot of people are expecting him to be on this show. 
I think if he is going to be on this show, I can see him being around the main event. He's clearly not got a match. So it's if he's going to have to come out, you know, he's going to have to make an appearance at some point. I don't think you bring him out like, you know, uh, during the middle of the show or whatever. I think he comes out during the main event. So that's why I'm saying like that's that's the alternative for me is the, you know, the bloodline win, crowd are down, but don't worry. Here's Tyson Fury. Yay. Everyone cheers. And and do you know what? It might it might not play that well in America. It might not be something for the American market. It might they might just shrug their shoulders, but in the UK that would be received very well. That would go down very well. And uh, as I said, you know, if you look at SummerSlam 92 and how that ended with the British Bulldog standing tall, uh, winning the IC title, I think uh, you've got you've to think along those lines for the end of Clash. Bray Wyatt just does not fit into that for me. Bray Wyatt is nothing to do with the UK. It'd be a big moment and the UK fans would respond well to it. But I don't think this is the right moment to bring him back. Uh, you could bring him back on the show, but I think unless you do it like in the main event, mm, I mean, it's not the biggest problem because you I mean, Bailey came back, obviously, but Bailey coming back, obviously she was going to come back at some point anyway. She was only injured. So Bailey coming back is one thing, but actually getting Bray, who was fired to come back, I feel like that's bigger than Bailey coming back. So I feel like you should do it in the main event, but... I don't think they would do it. I don't think they would do Bray in the main event uh, just because of the UK thing. But, I mean, what it could do is, you know, set up Roman's next challenge. You know, uh, if Bray does come back and help uh, uh, Drew, who's being beaten up, then uh, it kind of gives you an indicator of what's next for Roman and uh, what's next would seemingly be Bray. So I'm certainly not going to rule it out, but I think if you bring Bray back, I probably wouldn't do it at Clash. I would do it at a different show. Um, maybe Extreme Rules, which I think is next. Um, but saying that, Clash, you get a bigger reaction because it's a stadium show, and I don't think there's any other stadium shows. So it, that it's got that going in its favor. If you did bring Bray back, it would be the biggest reaction because I think Extreme Rules is in an arena, and I think Survivor Series is in an arena, so... Definitely worth just uh, thinking about. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called It Begins Again that teases Bray in general. They've done that all year. Yeah, I'm aware of that channel. They, they just do like videos, uh, fan videos, basically. But whenever we get to a bigger like event, they just create those videos and just tease his return. I don't, in fairness, I don't know that they're teasing his return because they've got nothing to do with WWE, but they just create fan videos, basically of what it could look like kind of a thing. So, um, yeah, uh, I've I've seen some of those videos. Uh, give me a prediction. Hit Row against Maximum Male Models. Um, I really don't know because Hit Row could win and just squash Maximum Male Models because they're a bit cringe, but they're meant to be. So if they're just a job team, then they could just squash them. Do you know what I mean? And it could just be a good first win for Hit Row. If this is going to be a feud, then Max Dupree could interfere from the outside and that could actually result in maximum male models getting the win. So it you could go either way. It really depends on what story you want to tell. Do you want this to be a feud? If you want it to be a feud, then have Max Dupree interfere. 
if you just want to give Hit Row a good win to kick things off, then they could just squash Maximum Male Models. My guess is they're probably going to have this be a feud. So I'm going to say that Max Dupree interferes from the outside and uh, helps Hit Row get the victory. Uh, the models suck. Uh, Extreme Rules is in Philadelphia. It's at an arena. Uh, I was going to go, uh, but I'm going to go October 21st to SmackDown, says uh, Josiah. Yeah, I mean, definitely the fact that Clash, we are going to look at the scores now, but definitely the fact that Clash is at a stadium definitely adds fuel to the Bray Wyatt, Wyatt theories. Because to me, if you bring in Bray back, you want the biggest reaction possible. So definitely adds fire to the Bray theories. But my counterpoint to that would be, I think you probably want something a bit more UK specific. But um, it's undeniable if Bray comes back even at Clash, it will get a big reaction. So yeah, I'm a bit torn on that. I, I feel I feel like you could do other things for Clash and save Bray for like Extreme Rules or Survivor Series. But Triple H, if he has got Bray and Bray's ready to go, then you could absolutely do it at Clash. Right, let's go uh, over to the votes, shall we, and see what's uh, happening over there. So uh, let me try and jump into the responses. Very nice. Uh, don't forget, if you uh, want to vote, you always can. The link is always at the top of the screen, uh, and you can click on that in the in the pinned comments. You click on that, and then you can uh, vote. I think it does ask you to sign in with your Google account, but I don't get access to any information or your Google information or anything. Um, I literally only do that because when we didn't do that, when we didn't um, ask for you to like sign in first, then uh, we were just getting 10 out of 10 winning. And it was just being spammed, basically. You could vote as many times as you wanted. And it kind of really ruined the poll in a way. It was a bit of a shame. Been much better since we've done it this way. And uh, we're getting a lot more accurate responses. So uh, you can see, uh, and I, I really like the answer to this, actually. So uh, seven has won, and in second place was 6.5. In third place was six. So very much in the area that I was. I said 6.5. I'd be about that. So 6.5 in second place, uh, seven uh, top. So it uh, looks like seven is going to be the official score for this week's SmackDown. Uh, we've got uh, my favorite part of the show was Sammy and Roman. Uh, I am getting to the point that Sammy should be the one to beat him for the belts. I do agree with that. Um, and that they are going to screw Sammy over sooner rather than later. Uh, love stuff that Sammy is involved with. So this is all the positive stuff that people enjoyed. So lots of uh, talk about Sammy. Uh, Bloodline uh, beat down. I think Sammy, Sammy proved himself and might get a role at Clash at the Castle. Uh, Bailey harassing Michael Cole, even if the banter back and forth wasn't as good as it used to be. Uh, no live is always a plus. Uh, and the main event saved it today. Roman beating down Drew. Uh, I enjoyed Carrion and Scarlett doing the promo, says Hayden. Uh, hit Row, Street Profits, Hit Row sucks. Uh, Roman Reigns attacking Drew, Drew and Sammy, uh, and the post-match attack, says Frenchie. Bloodline and honorary use, Sammy working with the Bloodline, Bloodline and Sammy segments, Bloodline beating down Drew, 
Uh, TikTok, Carrion and Scarlet. Gunther and Sheamus stare down. Roman sitting on Drew's face. Uh, the cross promo. Ricochet against Corbin. Roman and the Bloodline. Roman and Sammy. Brock Lesnar against Theory. Uh, Sheamus and Gunther. The ending was great. Lots of Bloodline, lots of Sammy, lots of uh, people saying the same things as you can expect. Uh, then uh, we got the worst thing about uh, the show. So no effing Ronda. She is the GOAT. She is on next week's show, though. They said uh, her segment's on next week. I'm going to have to call Hunter out for a fight. Uh, Drew getting pummeled by boring Roman and the insufferable Usos. Uh, the Bootios getting sacrificed to the greater goods. Aaliyah cryface emoji. Uh, the whole hit row maximum male model truck thing. Uh, chatting with the Wrestling Days community was French's least favorite part of this show, which uh, shots fired. Uh, Sonia and Natalia winning the second chance match. The rush time between the women's matches, back-to-back women's matches. At the end, when Bloodline attacked was someone's least favorite moment. Hit Row and MMA stuff. Uh, the first 90 minutes of this show. The fact the women's qualifier match was pointless. Ricochet, happy match. Spray paint in a bus. Uh, tag team match. Drew video promo. That's interesting. Dexter Loomis. Thumbs up. Uh, the ladies match. Ricochet against uh, Happy Corbin. So uh, there we go. Uh, I think a lot of stuff that people probably would have expected. But uh, there we go. Uh, whoever submitted Brock versus Theory, what episode of SmackDown was you watching? Uh, the least favorite was the ending of the show, says Tori. Uh, right, we are coming towards an end here. John said, what if Cena shows up after the main event and attitude adjusted Roman? Uh, I, I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting Cena to be involved at Clash or uh, be involved in any storylines at the moment. So, yeah, I'm not expecting that. Uh, do you think BFAB could be added to the women's division? I do, yes. I do. Uh, Mr. DXZ said, do you think Theory will successfully uh, cash in? I think he will, but I'm not expecting it to be at Clash. I really think that if he cashes in, it's going to be next year. And uh, I've actually said that for me, he cashes in on uh, Cody. I could see Cody winning at WrestleMania. So I can see the WWE title going to Raw. I can see Cody competing for that WWE title and winning that WWE title. And that's when Theory cashes in. Mad heat. Uh, Edward said, mine was Roman will turn on Sammy and Ronda not being on the show. Uh, Days next NXT call up main roster. A uh, couple of rumors on Indy Hartwell and uh, Solo Sokoa. So those ones. Theory will definitely cash in at Clash, says Joe. Bonkers says fatal four way match. Uh, when you why bother when Raquel and Aaliyah were still winning? Uh, John said, "Did you do you see Swerve returning in a few years? Uh, he could." Yeah, he could. It really depends how he's enjoying AEW. If they can convince him to re-sign, then um, he'll re-sign. But in a few years' time, who knows how he's been used. It really depends how he gets booked and how he's treated and if he's enjoying it or not. I think uh, they would probably welcome him back. It, we don't know where Hit Row will be in a few years. 
I mean, honestly, they might have split up, you know, uh, in a couple of years time, they might have all gone their separate ways. Or, you know, it might not be that there's really a spot for Swerve. But I think Swerve, you know, definitely uh, had his fans and definitely had people that appreciated him in NXT. So, yeah, I think there's probably a good chance he could go back. I would have to say, though, that it's probably unlikely because I think that he will probably be booked and used quite well in AEW. He's been used well at the moment, but we'll have to see in a few years' time. Uh, Theory can't cash in at Mania. He would lose the money in the bank in May next year. He can cash in at Mania. Money in the bank is after Mania. So he can cash in at Mania. He'll still have it by Mania. Money in the bank will be after Mania. Uh, John said, I think Theory made a deal with Paul and will cash in for only one title, whichever one Roman was going to give up on anyway, says John. Um, ba -ba -ba. Keaton said, how would you book Roman after he loses the belts? That's a long conversation, but it really depends who he loses them to. I mean, I can see him going away and doing more movies once he's done with these title runs. So I think that he'll just be used sparingly. I think he'll still work like... I think he came out and said he's re-signed. And he's definitely working the big shows and some of the smaller shows. But listen, I think we're getting to the point where it's going to be largely the big shows. It's going to be Rumble. It's going to be um, the Saudi shows. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. I can see it being that. So I think that Roman's booking will be... Just things that kind of put him in feuds with the current champions or like, you know, maybe you do a bit of a feud that connects the Rumble to WrestleMania and like, you know, those two are connected and maybe connects the Saudi show in between as well. So you could do a feud of, I don't know, Roman Bray or whatever, and uh, it could um, start at the Rumble, play out at the Saudi show and finish up at WrestleMania. So actually, like, booking him is going to be difficult because I expect his schedule to get even less. I think what you're getting from Roman now is not what you get once he loses the belts. I think his schedule gets uh, reduced even further. Uh, with USA wanting a title back on their show, I can't see Drew taking both titles, can you? Well, if he's going to win at Clash, I can because at the moment that is for both belts. And I really don't know how you only make it for one belt. So um, at the moment, if he is going to win at Clash, and I've got it 60-40, I think he will, it looks like he does take both. I don't want him to because I want Roman to continue with that um, universal title reign because he's he's on the verge of getting to 1,000 days. And I want him to get to 1,000 days. But um, I I am struggling to see how we book it and how we get there. I mean, one of the ways that we get there, of course, is that you could have Drew win and then you can have uh, Theory cash in for one title. We don't know that when Theory cashes in, he gets both titles. It could be that um, when he cashes in, he cashes in for, you know, one title. But we would need that to be explained because no one has said that that's the case yet. I, re I really, really don't think WWE have figured this out yet as to how they're going to get it to one belt. So we'll see. Uh, I can't see Roman having a successful movie career. He just doesn't have The Rock's charisma, says Jim. Edward said, I also said I think Solo Sokoa will attack Sammy 
and that's how they will turn on Sammy. Thoughts? Um, maybe. I, I think we're the, we're we're working quite a few steps ahead. There's, you know, it's it's difficult enough to say who's going to take the belts off Roman, and then like when does uh, Solo Sokoa come and get involved, and then when do they turn on Sammy? Like, there's so many moving parts there. It's quite difficult. I think you have to just take it one step at a time rather than trying to jump forward several steps. So unless you think that Solo, unless you think Roman's going to retain, Solo's co arrives and then Sammy just gets kicked out. But um, I don't know. I it feel a bit soon to me. I, I feel like we need to just continue this stuff with Sammy for a little bit. But that could all change if Roman loses the belts at Clash. So. Uh, read my super chat. Oh, I didn't see a super chat. Did that come in whilst I was doing the thing? Let's have a look. Bakayuka said, uh, Paul Levesque might change belt designs. Yes, uh, we did talk about that during the watch along that uh, rumors are belts could be changing. I think that he should. I think that the belts could be improved and be made to look a lot better than they are. But um, I think you've still got to keep the WWE logo quite prominent because I was making the point that back in the day when pictures were taken, they tend to tend to go into magazines and the magazines would have a little caption telling you who the person was and what the belt was and things like that. Now, with social media, you can have pictures put up online that don't tell you who these people are. Some people just put pictures up and that's it. It's literally just the picture. So really, the belt has got to do a bit more work now than it had to in the past. You know, when we had the winged eagle, it never had to do the kind of work it has to do now. Now, pitchers have to speak for themselves. And one of the ways they do that is by getting the logo very loud and proud. If you have a picture of Bianca and she's holding the women's championship and it's got a massive WWE logo on it, Anyone, anywhere in the world, if they know anything about WWE, will know that is the WWE logo and they will know that that person is a wrestler and you don't need any text to tell you that. And in this social media world that we live in where billions of pictures are being shared all over the world in various different contexts, um, that's quite an important thing. So I think whatever the belt design is, you need a very large wwe logo it doesn't only have to be the wwe logo which is what we've got for the wwe championship the universal championship the smackdown women's championship the raw women's championship it doesn't have to just be that it can just be quite big in the center with other things around it but i do think you need to bear that in mind so i know there's a lot of people hoping that we'll go back to old belt designs and i i really don't think we will I think the days of the big gold are gone. The days of the winged eagle are gone. I think that you need... Uh, look at the IC belt. The IC belt has got the WWE logo in the center with stuff around it. Um, so I'm kind of thinking it's like, you know, going to be somewhere along those lines. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see like what he comes up with. But I just hope that it's very detailed. I hope it feels prestigious. I think even the AEW championship is similar. That's got the AEW logo in the center with lots going on around it. I love that AEW championship. I think it's great. Really great. So, yeah, there's definitely things that you can do. So I hope he does change them. <clears throat> and we did get another one. We're just going to uh, shoot very, very soon. Let me uh, try and get to that. Oh, it's gone. 
it has disappeared. I wonder if I can uh, find a way of getting to it. I'd like to read that other uh, super chat that came in. So we'll try and do that. Roman will retain both titles and UK fans will go home crying like sheep. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm down for that. Oh, I'm not going to be able to get back to it because when it came through, I was looking at something different. So uh, I don't know who put that through. That's um, members uh, chat, but feel free to put it in again and I'll try and read it. Or don't put it in again, just put it in a, in a normal chat. Uh, Michael said, big boy, Dally, the decision to unify both bouts shows how out of touch Vince and Bruce were. Uh, what do you think of the new NXT unification titles will look like? Um, similar thoughts, to be honest. I think you need NXT to be quite large somewhere. Um, I mean, I both have got NXT. I mean, the NXT belt has got NXT. I've got to think they might not change the belts. I've got to think that they're probably quite happy with how that new NXT title looks, and they're probably just going to keep it at that, to be honest. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to change the NXT one. I think they'll just sadly just get rid of the UK ones. Um, do you have any small critiques from Triple H's WWE that you miss from Vince? Uh, I, I think that they could introduce a bit more humor, but to be honest, I think they're now trying to do that. Uh, we saw them spray paint in the side of the bus tonight. And even though that wasn't the greatest of segments, and even though it featured on many people's negatives, uh, I think that the fact that they are trying to inject some humor into the show is something that I can applaud and something that I can get on board with. I actually thought Sammy was quite humorous as well with his reactions. So I was I was down with that as well. Um, and uh, Bailey's interactions with Michael Cole, someone mentioned. I, I obviously don't really get a chance to hear those because I have to have the sound turned down. So I, I can't say like how great they were, but um, anything that gets a bit more humor onto the show uh, is very welcome. So, uh, yeah, I would say the humor has been uh, missing a little bit, but I was never, I mean, look, the humor was always hit and miss under Vince. But what I would say is that um, even if the segments are bad, if you're watching it live, it gives you something to talk about, even if it's like, oh, my God, that was so bad. That was so, why did they think that would work? Like, even if it's that conversation, it still gives you a talking point. Um, and I've, I've missed that, to be honest, because... There's just been a lot of wrestling and a lot of matches followed by a, another match straight after and then maybe a little backstage promo and then you go to another match. So even though even the bad segments have been missing, any kind of segment has been missing. So, yeah, I, I've missed those. And so to get a few more of them tonight, I that was welcome. Even if they were bad and they missed the mark, it still allowed us to go... Oh, I wouldn't have done that. Why? That wasn't very funny. They can do better than that kind of a thing. But at least it gave us something to like talk about and break up the matches a little bit more. So, yeah, uh, uh, that's always been like the biggest moan, the biggest criticism. And they've, you know, started to look at that now. So good. Uh, the visual of Bailey and Dakota and EO staring at Becky Bianca at SummerSlam look promising. Do you think the build is lackluster and flat? I feel Becky being out has hurt it. Well, Beckham being out has definitely taken it out of this, yes. Um, is it flat? It probably is a little flat, yeah. It probably is a little bit flat. It, but we know that this wasn't the original plan. So 
Uh, we don't know what we would have got, but yeah, I'd say it's been uh, a little flat. But I'm sure the match will be great. And obviously, you know, they're probably going to be the tag champs, EO and Dakota. So uh, they'll at least be able to go in and brag about that. And they obviously got past Asuka and Alexa, so they can rub that in their faces as well. And Bianca's got a belt. Bailey's going to want it. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's all right. It's all right. I don't think it's a disaster or anything, but we know it could have been better. Uh, Justin said, when are you joining WWE? Oh, I'm too delicate, mate. I'm too delicate. They only have to look at me and I'll start crying. I'm basically the same as Liv Morgan. Uh, Trini said, since Sammy told Fox that he actually has a lot of say in his creative and Roman said the same, I'm thinking a long-term plan that doesn't that doesn't involve Solo. Since Sammy told Fox that he actually has a lot to say in his creative and Roman said the same to SI, I'm thinking there's a long-term plan. Okay. I hope so. I'm not in any rush for uh, Sammy to be turned on. I think he will be, but I'm loving the story at the moment, so I'm in no rush for it to be wrapped up. Um, could Paul Heyman say to Drew, if he doesn't win, read the small print, you only get one belt. Uh, well, if Drew wins, I don't know, to be honest. I, I don't know. If he wins and holds up both titles and then the next night Paul Heyman's like, you need to read the small print, it was only for one belt. I think a lot of people would be like, well, why did the graphics say it's for the undisputed? Because the graphics are saying it's undisputed. So I don't think that would actually play very well. I think uh, wrestling fans would be like, that's not what the graphics said. Uh, Cody needs to uh, first win the belt and then have the right to change the design. Big time backs to if NBC Universal that owns USA Network buys WWE, does the Fox deal get scrapped? Uh, it won't be. It wouldn't be scrapped. It, but would it not be renewed? That's a different conversation. But they wouldn't just scrap it. You can't just scrap it. It's a contract. It's a deal. It's in writing. It's done. So uh, it wouldn't be scrapped. But it would. Um, it may not be renewed. Uh, did you see that WWE will stay PG? I did see those reports. Yes. Don't know how true it is. Um. But uh, I did see that uh, that was doing the rounds. Uh, right. Well, with that, I think we wrap up. We've already uh, run over longer than we normally would. But, uh, you know, I I love these reviews. I love sitting here and chatting with you guys. And I know many of you uh, don't get a chance to join us for the live watch along. So it's great talking to people that uh, maybe we don't normally talk to on the watch alongs. But either way, really appreciate the support. I hope you enjoyed this uh, review. And I really hope you enjoyed, like, breaking this down and... Um, kind of going through the full card and then uh, doing a bit of a Q&A afterwards. Uh, if you do want to watch and join us live, we're always live when Raw is live or when SmackDown is on. Uh, we're doing NXTs now as well. So uh, we're going to be back for NXT on Tuesday. We are doing Clash at the Castle as well. So we will be when Clash at the Castle is live. We will be live on YouTube um, doing our live watch along, live reactions, live thoughts, as the segments are underway. And then, of course, we will be doing our post-show reviews for all of those as well. So really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I will see you again next time. Bye for now.